Did you miss your favorite WXVU show? Have no fear, because every single WXVU show is available on demand. You heard that right, every single show. Search WXVU on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll find archives of all of our weekly shows. It's another reason why this truly is the greatest semester in the history of Villanova's V891, The Roar. student-run radio, 1.08 p.m. on this beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous Wednesday morning, which means it's time for Fun in the Locker Room, your favorite sports radio show where we have Fun in the Locker Room, recapping everything in the world of sports, discussing hot takes, making predictions, and much, much more. Radio show every Wednesday, 1 p.m., but we're also a podcast, so check us out on YouTube where we repost all of our recordings from every week. Um, in case you miss all of Rank's great takes and, and everything that comes with our show during this great hour and a half we have together. Also, the Twitter, same name, Fun in the Locker Room, where we post our polls, questions, and we try to interact with our followers. As always, I'm Truett Karstetter, and I'm joined by my wonderful, wonderful individual, Sean Michael, Liam Holloway. And later in the show, we'll be joined by a good friend of the show, Jordan Alvarado, to talk about NBA trade deadline, because I know we really want to get into that. But as always, we have to start with our NFL segment, and we just finished off the Super Bowl. Chiefs over Eagles. Um, I guess let's jump right into it with uh, reactions and, and kind of a recap of the entirety of the season. I think all of us are very excited about this win. We were all We all picked the Chiefs. Congrats to Liam for correctly picking the margin of victory by three points. And the kick. And the kick. Very good on Liam's part. Very proud of him. First pick he's gotten right all year. Wow. Hey, you know, I show, wow. up, I show up in big games. That's all that matters. I'm a big game player. Um, but it was an amazing Super Bowl. Two high-powered offenses um, coming out to play. I was a little concerned going to halftime with Patrick Mahomes' injury. He didn't look great. Looked like he uh, re-aggravated it going into halftime. A little concerning. Eagles up by 10, but the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes just always find a way to do it. The grit, the tenacity of this player, like, it's insane. Yeah, I think that's that was definitely the concern if you are if you were a Chiefs fan going into the game was how is Patrick Mahomes' ankle going to hold up and how is he going to be protected because as I, I think we mentioned on the show last time, um, that grueling Super Bowl versus the Bucks, where he was running for his life. But we should mention, how, and I, I know the Chiefs O-line was very proud of this, gave up zero sacks, zero sacks to the NFL's leading D-line in sacks. Controversy over that one, but yeah. A lot of people, like, I saw a bunch of plays. The field, apparently, they were slipping all over. Like, if you watch the defensive ends multiple times on both sides, like, there's only two sacks the entire game, and both, both sacks were on the Chiefs, and they were... Just Jalen Hurts running out of bounds, like they weren't actually sacks, mm-hmm. and the defensive ends couldn't get their footing down to make those turns around the edge because apparently the field was just so bad. Did you see Buck, one of Bucker's kickoffs? It, yeah, uh, his foot like slipped. literally. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a whole other issue. That why the NFL? What was the turf? No, it was no. like this. Apparently, like they've been 
building this thing for two years? Two like years. Sod yeah. grass, like a new type of grass they've been working on. They'd roll it out of the stadium into the sun like every day. Yeah. Before. They like installed it like two weeks uh, ago and they've been growing it for two years. Like, I don't know why they decided to do this. Why change it up in the Grass is grass. Okay. Yeah. Just go with yeah. grass. I mean, either way, though, we have to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, True. You course. hit the nail on the head. The Chiefs' offensive line absolutely won them this game. You know, they took care of Patrick Mahomes. He looked like he was hurt on that one possession and then yeah. sat sat on the bench. They panned to him the next commercial. He looks great. Mm-hmm. And like Ray said, down 10. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is no stranger to coming back from behind uh, with large deficits. Um, I guess we should talk about that play, the um, – what a lot of people are calling the phantom holding call, which did spark a lot of beef on Twitter, which oh, is really yeah. interesting yeah. to see. But let's, let's talk about the play. I mean, he grabbed them. Bradbury said after the game, yeah, it was a hold. However, I think in big spots like this, I'd much rather just see the refs eat their whistle and not call it. You know, I'd, I've always been a big proponent of I'd rather see physicality a little more so than them just blowing the whistle every play it was a hold he admitted it well the it refs, refs swallowed their whistle a couple years ago Lee, yeah. and you weren't as, as happy about hey, that one. i mean i mean physicality is different from a blatant <laughs> pass interference but yeah. but we're no, we also yeah. we got to yeah. remember what happened um earlier in the fourth quarter um bolton had another scoop and score yeah and they called that back it was a catch it 100% was really? a catch. I think so. Catch? Yeah. The guy caught it. He had possession. He made a football move going forward. He did turn. And then he got trucked. He got three steps yeah. in. It was, it was closed. So, you know, it. you could make an argument either way. But, you know, for the most part, I thought the officiating was pretty good. Yeah. And I respect, like, I didn't think I'd ever say this, coming from a New York Giant fan, but I respect the hell out of the Eagles players and coaches for them all going to the microphone after the game. Mm-hmm. Not a single one of them made an excuse for refereeing about the field, about anything. They simply just said, this is what happens. One player is outside the game, and they all, like, owned up to it. And, like, how many times have you seen a team come after after a play like that and, like, complain about officiating all that stuff? And they easily could have done that. Oh, but very they easily. Because it, it, it did, I don't want to say determine the game. Cemented. Cemented yeah. the game. Cemented the direction it was heading. Yeah. Gave the Eagles virtually no chance. Although... Did Jalen Hurts never learn how to throw a Hail Mary? <laughs> yeah, that was that was. <laughs> what, kinda, what was that? I mean, his arm wasn't his arm shot though. Like already, they said before the game that he was having some shoulder yeah, issues. Yeah, but still, I mean, it didn't look bad when he was throwing it to Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. And he played well. He and if he doesn't really shoulder injuries, well. why are you going to throw a hook and lateral play instead of that, trying to throw the ball sixty yards downfield? Yeah, yeah, I didn't understand that either. I yeah, don't know, but you know, they had six seconds left. They weren't they weren't doing anything anyway. I'm waiting for the Super Bowl. Like I was just watching. I just saw the end of like the. Uh, Patriots Eagles first one when uh, Tom Brady had the Hail Mary and Tom Brady's had a couple Hail Marys in all his losses. I'm waiting for the time when a Hail Mary is at the Super Bowl. One of these times that is gonna happen. Crazy dude. That would yeah, be absurd. I mean that You would see be crazy ridiculous. ending the Super Bowls, one of the times could come down to Hail Mary. That would be ridiculous. Now, regardless of the outcome though, I think both teams, the Eagles and the Chiefs, they're going to be A okay. Um I think it's fair to say Eagles in the the Niners are the NFC front runners. You could say the Chiefs are the front runner for the next ten AFC yeah. championships. I'm more confident about the Chiefs going forward than the Eagles. Hundred yeah, percent. Eagles lost both their coordinators within 48 hours of the Super Bowl. Like that's Oof. a big loss. Like losing both your offensive defensive coordinators. A lot of changes coming to the team next year. 
They have a bunch of unrestricted free agents. They're a little older than the Chiefs. But if Jalen Hurts does what Jalen Hurts did like last on Sunday, like they're fine. They got a star for sure. Yeah, a young star. And I, I doubted him all year, but like he was the better quarterback. He showed up yards wise, possession wise. Like he showed up in the big game matter most. But I mean, let's flip the script. What what a first five years for Patrick Mahomes. Two MVPs, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. It's been a Pro Bowler every year, I'd assume. Five time, every single time going to win the championship game. The MVP yeah. this year. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just what a resume so far. He yeah, could re- he, he could retire today, be a Hall of Famer, yeah. first ballot. Oh, easy. absolutely, absolutely, and he's he's on pace to like challenge Brady for these things. Like, yeah, that's crazy to think about. He really is on pace. I mean, after they had like a, a dog water season last last season that we you know critiqued them on, you know, starting off very slow. You lose Tyreek Hill this offseason to just come out the gates like this and, you know, lead your team to the Super Bowl, to a victory, hobbling on an ankle, looks like it was re-aggravated. Hats off. That yeah. run in the fourth quarter on the last drive. That like, was huge. Huge. He's just like thirty yard run, sprinting with a bum ankle. Yeah. Like, my God. Yeah. Shout out to the whole Chiefs team, though. Shout out to Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, yeah. He, he, might, stepped up. he's one of my favorite running backs in the league right now. The dude's a dog. The way he runs, he looks like he's run through wall. Chiefs rookie stepped up. Pacheco, yeah. Sky Moore, both just yeah. really stepped their, up. The their defense looked huge. Shout out Sneed. Sneed and Bolton. They went huge. I on, want a big shout out to uh, Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Longest return. Had a great game. In Super Bowl history by Kadarius Tony. Got a touchdown. Got that. If, if he would have scored that punt return. Is it a debate whether he gets MVP? Okay. Interesting. I'll entertain that, yeah. Uh, Kelsey played great as well. Yeah. But, you know, Chiefs team, they're going to be good for a while. Speaking of awards, I think another thing we should get into um, is the NFL honors, which was prior to the Super Bowl. So we never got a chance to talk about it. Um, as I alluded to earlier, Mahomes got a second MVP. Yep. What about like what awards most surprised you guys? Because I know I have one. First off, there are way too many awards with w- weird names. Like yeah. I, I, you know, like the the na- the normal ones, but there's like the next gen stats moment of the year, the FedEx Air and Ground Players. Yeah, of the year. what are they? What are those? Mean? We, we don't need to talk about those. those yeah, are, like they're so stupid. Whatever. Bud, Bud Light Selly of exactly. the year. Exactly. <laughs> what is this? All right. Um. I, let's start this off, Truett. Let's just start strong. Comeback Player of the Year is one of the stupidest awards in all of football, and I've said this all year. I think you're saying what that did, because Saquon What did Gino yeah. come back from? Being, being a bum? Not being ass. Being yeah. a bum. Is that what he came back being from? Being booty. Yeah. He. I mean, yeah, that's it's fair. Like, that's most improved. That's not comeback. But they don't have a most. Injury. They don't have a motion proof. I know it's just Sean, stupid. They wrote him off. That's what he. Yeah, came they back wrote from. him off, and he didn't write back. That rank. is what he came he wrote back himself back. off. No, no, no. They wrote, him off. They wrote said, him off. They wrote me off. They wrote him off. Okay, because he played terrible for f- his entire career. No, he was a, just a back. He was a backup last year. We'll keep it a buck. He was a backup to Russell Wilson. He played when Russell Wilson got hurt and did fine, and then Russell Wilson came back and he sat on the bench. The starting spot wasn't even Should supposed to be his off. this year. Everyone what wrote him off. Besides Pat Costello, yeah, everybody wrote this man off. Last year when you made fun yeah. of Pat for calling him the best player. Yeah, no, I did. Everyone wrote this man off. I, exactly. I just, That's it, why he's coming right. back. He came in, back from mediocre. In my mind, no, comeback player of the that. year is supposed <laughs> to be coming back from injury, like things like that. And in that sense, it's Saquon or 
Brian maybe, Robinson or somebody like that. Maybe he's got to come back harder. <laughs> Pause. Um, I just think the word stupid. Congrats to Gino. Should there be a comeback and a most yes. improved, you think? Yes. I th- I agree. But now they're intertwined, and I think Gino, he's a pro bowler. Like, like the dude came out of nowhere to be crazy. Saquon was good before. He but came back from an injury. Improved. That's most improved, not Saquon, I mean, there was still some expectation for Saquon to be decent. There was none for Gino. Zero. Most improved, They wrote him sure. off. They wrote him yeah, off. Absolutely. But, <laughs> most improved. but as Liam said, that award does not exist. Yeah. So, I know, so but they're it's intertwined. Into this. Yep. It's a double dip, just, so to speak. The name is stupid. I don't agree with the award, but congrats to Gino Smith. That's where I'll rest my case. Moving on. Wait, wait, I didn't hear you. Um, what, what, was, what was the end? So oh, say it again. Congrats to Gino Smith on an award. Thank you. Moving on. Um, Trude, Maybe I know you want to talk year. about want to talk about these awards. Um, offensive and defensive rookie. So both Jets players. Wait, didn't Trude say it was going to be both Seahawks players? I did not. Seahawks. I never said it was going to be both Seahawks <laughs> players. I I knew Sauce was going to win. Sauce. I thought. I mean, Tariq Woolen had a chance, but I knew it, Sauce was yeah, going to win. Sauce. Yep. I am enraged. <laughs> That Kenneth Walker did not win, despite having more first place votes. That yeah, see that that's what kind of irked me too. This is giving he had me more uh, first place votes, but he didn't win. So this like, is giving me me Marcus all LeBron James Depoy. Yeah, vibes right here, and it's really the uh, the Seahawks social media. They were very salty. They they've been posting a lot recently about like about how how much it doesn't make any sense. But um, yeah, it uh. I think Garrett Wilson's a great player. Everyone's talking about, well, if Brees Hall didn't get injured, he'd win it too. Yeah, okay, you know what? That's probably true. But fact of the matter is I think Kenneth Walker had the better year than Garrett Wilson. But Kenneth Walker didn't play as much as Garrett Wilson. What do you mean? Did he start the year? Kenneth Walker didn't start the year as a starting running back. No, well, Rashad Penny got injured like two games in. Yeah. Yeah. By week four, I'm looking at the log. He was, you know, he was in there. Um. I mean, yeah, I think it should have been Kenneth, but Garrett Wilson was also putting up crazy numbers. Oh, very good without a quarterback. I'm not trying to take anything away from Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson was their clear number one without a quarterback, and he was really good. You know, they're both great players. It could have gone either way. All props to Geno, but but without Kenneth Walker establishing that run game, I I don't think the Seahawks have the success that they have, and I don't think Geno Smith looks as good as he did. 100%. 100%. But I digress. Um, I feel like Depoy and, and Offensive Player of the Year. Shout out to your guys, uh, your, your guys' quarterback, Dak Prescott. I know you both love him so much. He won Walter Payton Man of the Year. Good for him. I actually do like Dak a lot. I don't know. No, I know. I know you guys are big. You both are big Dak guys. No. You, not, you don't mind him, Rank. No, I don't like Dak at all. But You don't like him at all. That's why I thought you were making a joke. Yes, I'm like, Rank so. clearly doesn't yeah, like I, him. I, th- I like thought you, you said a couple times before that you, you don't mind him at all. Dak's overrated. I'm not a Dak guy at all. He, he, he's, he's Kirk Cousins. So what is Walter Peyton Excellent. Man of the Year? Is it just for like charity and charities. stuff? Oh. We shout yeah. out to him for that, all that stuff. Yeah, that's good. Great good, guy. Good for him. Quick shout out to Brian Dable. I was just about to say, yeah. congrats. Congrats AP Coach of the Year. Amazing job for this team with little to no talent, what he did with them. <laughs> Emphasis on no talent. Yeah, little, little I am excited none. to see what happens next year with our big free agency and our draft class this year. A lot of draft picks coming in. What's the joke that went around? He's the... he's the Probably the worst the, record. No, the biggest fat guy in New York since... Uh, who who they compare him to? Like Biggie Smalls or something? Maybe. I, I didn't hear it. Nice. Good for, good for <laughs> Brian Dable. 
Um, <laughs> shout out to Patrick Holmes. <laughs> um, shout out Bosa. Well deserved. Although I, I, I would have put money on. I almost put money on Micah Parsons winning it. I, I wish for once a non-quarterback would an MVP. Yeah. Who do you think it could have been this year? Maybe like Justin Jefferson would be the only one this year. Cooper Cup should have got last year. I th- I agree. Last year, definitely. I totally agree with that. Set the uh, NFL passing yards record. I don't know. Once in a while, I just want to see a non-quarterback win. Do, do you think it, it before the next non-quarterback to win it is going to be a receiver or running back? It's got to be a receiver. You think so? Uh, I don't know. Could be a defensive, defensive player. Guy who breaks the sacks. They'd have to put up, yeah, twenty-five plus sacks. A couple picks in there. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, hard. It's a quarterback award. It is. I mean, it's just inherently like the most valuable player on yeah. in football is usually the quarterback. It's true, which is tough, but it's very fair. I'm still glad that they have offensive player of the year for to kind of make up yeah. for that. It's it's good. I agree. That they don't like do it the same person for MVP and offensive player. Is of the year, that bit, does that happen? I feel like Tom Brady got them both one year, but like typically no. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I, I just to mix it up and everything, it's it's good. Shout out to D'Amico Ryan's for AP Assistant Coach of the Year. Who is that? The new head coach of the uh, Texans, the <laughs> Niners defense coordinator. Good for him. That's awesome. He's gonna have a, his hands full next year. And also another shout out before we can move on from these awards, I think. Um, Damian Pierce. For angry run of the year. What? <laughs> Apparently, he ran very angry against the Jaguars. Very so, angry. Yeah. Define angry. What? Uh, that That's what it says. Angry run of the year. I think there's a clip. Yeah, I'm going to have to see this. I'll describe it. Uh, <laughs> please, please do. Oh, angry run. Here it is. I'm an audio learner, so okay. please describe it to me. There, it's some guy on stage right now. Are they going to show the run or no? Oh, yeah, I found the run. I found the run. All right, here we come. Okay, we're watching the same video. All right, so I'm just going to wow. sit here and not watch wow. it. Wow. This, this looks like a... Oh! No, oh, that... Wait, that was against the Seahawks. Was it angry? Here he is. Here it is. Okay. Here, Here's the angry run of the year. Rank's got, Rank's got the commentary. We got this. They're about to announce it. Here we go. Three, two, one. All right, takes a snap. Runs through a couple of Jaguars guys. Whoa! Jaguars guns back, took him over, dragged five Jaguars guys all the way down to the one-yard yeah, line. 40-yard yeah. run, went through the entire Jaguars team. I think every single one of them hit him. <laughs> one of them got on his back at a moment, and he just shook him off, grabbed his leg, and just, wow. It was a great it's angry run. Angry. That's an angry run. That's an angry run right there. Loving that. Yeah. What a great way to end the awards. <laughs> there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anything else to talk about NFL offseason? Um, I guess just Derek Carr got released. That's no surprise. No, yeah. I think everyone was expecting I that. Panthers... I didn't think they were going to be able to find a trade partner. He, he had a $40 million contract that was supposed to get guaranteed. I don't think anyone was going to take that on. No, absolutely Panthers are not. currently odds-on favorite. Panthers are? Panthers are. Saints Why are second. Why does every, like, just washed-up loser QB go to the Panthers? <laughs> If, if you think even Darnold even worse, Mayfield, like what, what's going on here? Frank Reich, the new coach of the Panthers, was the former coach, former coach of the Colts. So his past couple of years has been uh, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, oh, um, uh, Matt Ryan, and then this year could be Derek Carr, a bunch of washed up guys. I, I hope, I hope for his sake they could draft a guy. And uh, 
I want Derek yeah. Carr the Saints. Well, the Panthers. I don't know. It's like a place you can go to to see if you can, you know, still prove yourself in and the most NFL. Them don't as, prove as a, anything. Nah, to be as honest, a, as a bottom tier quarterback, can you prove yourself? You know, most of them fail. Yeah. every time. Yeah. Did Baker? Did Baker? You know, does he have a job? You think next season? It's a backup. He'll be in the league, right? Yeah, he, 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 I think the Rams could retain Stafford, him as a backup. Why not? Behind Stafford? Yeah. What a fall from grace. <laughs> was he really that high up? I mean, he was supposed to be. Yeah. That one year when, like, you know, they beat the Steelers in the playoffs, like, that, that was pretty good for, for Baker's stock, you know? I just never liked Baker, but, yeah, good congrats to him. Well, congrats um, on what? On doing having one good year. <laughs> Literally. Hey, in the NFL, sometimes that's that's that's, that's a lot. Need. Yeah, shout out um that other guy in the Browns, Peyton Hillis. You guys remember him? The yeah. Cover cover yeah. Madden. Yeah, he had yeah. one good year. Um, any other NFL stuff before we go trivia and then get into NBA? Um, oh, it was a good season. Okay, yeah. Who who you guys got next year? Who's winning it all? Oh Way too early. I it's 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 Bills. feeling like Bills, dude. I'm gonna keep saying Bills every year until it happens. Yeah, it's starting to feel like Tom Brady. I'm not picking against Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna go with Chiefs again. I think they have the. Uh, I think Chiefs Bengals. I, I I I don't think the Bills are there anymore. I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals are just really good. They got to get rid of that Swiss cheese offensive line. Yeah, but yeah, maybe also like replace Eli Apple <laughs> with, with anybody else. Forty no spot on a team. Uh, could be Niners. Could be Niners. Depends on how uh, the quarterback situation yeah. is. Yeah. That's a good pick, Frank. That's a good pick. Okay. Good season overall, though. Good season. Great yeah. NFL and we'll season. And we some good NFL talk coming up forward and the offseason stuff. Get into it all. Yeah. A lot of, lot of offseason stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. All righty. You got a trivia for yeah. us, Frank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. little honor of Patrick Holmes. Only six guys in NFL history have won Two or more Super Bowl MVP awards. Can you name the six? I'm going to go Tom Brady. Yep, Tom Brady number one. Say that again, sorry. Six Mahomes. guys in NFL history with multiple Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP awards. Mahomes. Mahomes and Brady, yep. Peyton Manning? Nope. Oh, wait, he didn't win that with the Broncos. Who won that that year? That was Vaughn Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Elway? Nope. Uh, Montana? Yep. Yeah. Steve Young. Nope. Did Aiken? No. Nope. Bradshaw. Yep. I feel like there's going to be like an old, like, there's got to be an old. old Packers guy. Yep. Bart, Bart Starr. Yep, yep, there, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, that. sir. Let's go. How did you pull that out? Jeez. I, I got my knowledge. All right. That's five and six. Who's the last one? Big game player. Um, one more. One more. One more. Oh. Is it Eli? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Dude. You, do, you always find a way to sneak <laughs> him in these questions, man. Future Hall of Famer, Eli Baddock. All right. We have a quick uh, quick word from our sponsors before we move into our NBA segment. But just definitely want to say from all of us here at Fun the Locker Room, thank you for sticking with us through this NFL season. It's truly a joy to talk about it. Um, but – what you should do is listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. for Radio Survivor. Radio Survivor has been covering and supporting great radio from college and community broadcasters to internet radio and podcasts since 2009. Hosted by Matthew Lazar, Paul Rismandel, and Gen- Jennifer Waits. Radio Survivor every Wednesday at 9 a.m. on V89.1 FM, The Roar. And then what you should do after that is listen to Fun the Locker Room on Wednesday as well. 
Now, moving into our NBA segment, welcome to the show, friend of the show, Jordan Alvarado. Jordan, great to have you. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me again. We uh, truly enjoyed it when you were on the show last time and, you know, bringing your NBA knowledge and opinions, whether they're valid or not valid opinions, opinions (laughs) nonetheless. Um, And we just got through a monster trade deadline, and it's funny because I think I all three of us. T- all three of us said we didn't really expect anything to happen <laughs> after, you know, the market seemed to be screwed by Rudy Gobert getting traded for 15 first-round picks. But <laughs> we were wrong. So I don't. There's really no structure to this. Let's just let's just talk about some moves. Kevin Durant. We got to start. Yeah, with KD. We got to start with KD. So what was the full trade? KD to the Suns for three first-round picks outright, a pick swap. Um, Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges. Wow. Bucks also got Jay Crowder in that trade. Pacers yep, got went there. George Hill, Serge Ibaka, and a couple second round picks. Does this make the Suns? It, does this make them front runner in the West? Are they better than the Nuggets right now? When they put it all together, they they have on paper the best roster in the Western Conference. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree on paper for sure. Um, I, it's crazy to me how they didn't end up giving up any of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, or DeAndre Ayton. I mean, the four of those, the four of those guys, is really scary. Let alone a, a key starter. I, I think he's been solid. And Torrey Craig, um, they're going to also be starting Josh Kogi every once in a while. Um, you know, and then you you ha- you still have key guys off the bench. Um, I don't know if you guys love him, but Cameron Payne, I think his shot's a little wonky, but you know, he's a good player off the bench and. Um, just to be able to keep a lot of those guys is really, really cool. Let, and let's not let's not act like T.J. Warren wasn't in that trade, too. I mean, the Suns getting T.J. Warren as well, another great piece that can come off the bench. So um, I definitely think the Suns, um, not just a front-runner in the West, but could be in the whole NBA, um, even though I, I am going to be sticking with my picks, uh, my preseason pick of the Bucks, mm-hmm. um, getting stronger with Jay Crowder. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Um and I'm going to say I think it's very understated the loss of Mikel and Cameron Johnson, um, both short-term and long-term. I thought one of the great parts about the Suns was, yes, you have Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, some older guys, but you also have younger guys like you know Booker, Aiden, Mikel, Cameron Johnson that can really prolong the winning window of this team. As Chris Paul, you know, his career dwindles, you kind of you have this young core to. Um, remain competitive and, and see a lot of growth from these guys. So short term, Mikael Bridges defense, his shooting, he was having a, a phenomenal year. Uh, Cameron Johnson is a great shooter as well. Versatile, um, can play a 3-4, whatever. And then long term, you're kind of going in a bit of a win-now mood. Not only win-now move, excuse me, not only giving up the picks which was expected, but also those young guys. So you know, Kevin Durant's not a spring chicken anymore. Um, Chris Paul's certainly not one. So I think in a few years, if you don't, you know, come away with a with a ring, you're gonna really just have Devin Booker and Aiden to build off of, and kind of be starting not from the ground up necessarily. But it would be nice to have Mikel and Cameron Johnson and those picks, you know, when Chris Paul and Durant eventually retire. So I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on that. I feel like in the NBA, though, at this point. I think the Suns have been there. They know what it takes to get to the NBA Finals, and they know that they are a player away from actually going there and being competitive and winning the NBA Finals. And 
you just have to push all your chips in center table. So many teams have done this. Like, as much as NBA media and everybody wants to criticize the Nets general manager and the moves he made, I would think that 90% of general managers, if they said, do you want KD, Kyrie, and James Harden on your team, mm -hmm. would all say yes to that. And you just need the star power, and the Suns have that now with Kevin Durant. And you look up and down the Western Conference now, I'm surprised more teams didn't make moves for the 3 and D guys the Nets had because a lot of these teams in the Western Conference, who's guarding KD in a, in a best-of-seven series? Like the, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the Kings, the Mavericks. My God, like, who's guarding KD? Yeah. They don't have the guys that the Celtics and the Bucks do, and the Clippers even. The Clippers are probably in the best spot to play match up against the Suns because of PG and Kawhi Leonard's ability to guard Kevin Durant. Other than that, I think when they if they could get it rolling, they're unstoppable. Do you think they will get it rolling? I think they can. On paper, Harden, Kyrie. But they're different. This team is Durant. different because Chris Paul's the facilitator. Devin Booker and KD get the shots, mm -hmm. and DeAndre Ian's got the rebounds. There isn't as much guys who need the ball in their hands as much as That's true. them. I don't know. And KD's shown he's been able to play off ball with look at the Warriors, look at teams like that. I think it's going to be very interesting how Booker and KD play together because I think, you know, in a playoff series, you could literally have them average 80 points between them together. Um, but there's also going to be nights where, you know, if Booker's cold, KD's going to have to step up. It's going to be interesting without these role players. I think Bridges is a huge loss for them. Obviously, they don't get this trade done without him. But who's their, like, who's their defender now? Because Aiton's not good at defense. He hasn't been. Man's soft. <laughs> KD, he, you know, he's, he's tall. He, he, does his, he does his thing. Chris Paul, you know, he, he, he gets a steal once in a while. Book he's, he's had two or more steals yeah. in the past five games. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, Liam, but here's the thing about, you know, I wanted to circle back to what Truett said earlier about giving up these other guys. Well, yes, these other guys are very, very solid, and they, they're honestly, they make the Nets still look very, very good right now when it seems like they they want to tank after trading all their stars. They look, still look very, very good with all these guys. It's, it comes to a certain point where a team has to go all in, and this kind of seems like what the Suns are doing, and I think it's going to work really, really well. You know, they don't really have, you know, the opportunity to open, keep this window open so long. They have to go all in now. Like you said, Chris Paul's getting older. doesn't mean he's playing any worse. I mean, last night he had 19 assists. We're not going to – we definitely have to give him his flowers still, but – um, I think it's like the perfect time for them to go all in, and I think this roster just makes sense. I mean, for Chris Paul to be able to distribute to two of the deadliest scorers in the, you know, in of this generation, I think Devin Booker's, you know, while he hasn't fully proven himself yet, he's he's in that category of one of the best scorers of this generation, and you know, putting seven, putting up seventy points in a game, you know, it's kind of crazy. So him being able to distribute to guys like that is going to be very very scary come playoff time, especially. You guys think this team has a shot against the Bucks, Celtics? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think when you have Kevin Durant, you always have a shot. Mm -hmm. They've got the talent. I think defensively, they're going to struggle against the the length and the players just on both of those teams. Like you look at the Celtics roster up and down. You got Jalen Brown. You got Kevin Durant. You sorry, Jason Tatum. You got guys you have to defend. And you look at the Bucks even more with Giannis. With Giannis, who's really guarding Giannis? Because you got you got to. Kevin Durant and DeAndre in together against him, but it's going to be interesting how much Kevin Durant can elevate his defensive game in the playoffs against players like Giannis. I, I'm excited to watch this team play because, you know, we talked about it last week with Kyrie on the Mavs. I think 
they could put up 150 points a game. I think the Suns could drop 160 a game with this with those two. Especially Jordan hit the nail on the head. Chris Paul might average 25 assists a game with these two, and Aiton sitting under the basket. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be really cool to see. I'm excited to see how they'll match up against a team like the Nuggets, um, a team like the Clippers, a team like the Mavs. Just star power going at each other. The Knicks. Let's flip the script on, um, <laughs> for the Nets, and we do, so we talked about Mikel. You know, great piece in that trade. Um, you get the picks, right? And if I'm, I'm trying to remember the timeline, you give up a lot of picks for Harden. You get some picks back for Harden. You get some picks back for Kyrie. Were there picks in that trade? And then you get a lot of picks back for Durant. So it's not. So they have kind of their future back. They have some pieces. The, I guess the problem in that aspect, though, is they don't have their own first-round picks. So there's they yeah, can't stink and get point. picks. They have mm-hmm. the Suns' picks who are not going to be as good as the Nets' picks are going to be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... It's 2025, 27, 28, and then a 2029 first round. I'm, pick, I'm so telling you, by then it's going to be a huge switch up. You know, mm-hmm. guys move like it's nothing nowadays. Yeah, Suns won't be the same in four years. There's no way, absolutely no way. So, what do you think about? I'm I'm hesitant to ask this question. Like, how much of a failure? Okay, before I ask that question, we should we should talk about how Harden. And Kyrie have come out and have been talking about just basically bashing the Nets organization. Kyrie started it recently, and then and then Harden has doubled down as in saying like, when I left, like you guys thought I was the bad guy, but now I I don't look foolish anymore. Like what's no a? I'll post two questions. A, how much of a failure is this? B, what does it say about the Nets organizations when they're trying to like attract free agents in the future? I think on Kyrie, you know, um, a lot of the hate that Kyrie got when he was on the Nets, it was somewhat warranted. Yeah. He brought it up a lot on himself. And, you know, he's shown in the past before he was even on the Nets that he was a locker room cancer. A lot of guys didn't really like him. He didn't like the Celtics. You know, he had a lot of run-ins with Celtics, you know, Celtics mm-hmm. fans. Um, they just didn't play together, though. You know, when you don't have guys that those three guys on the court at the same time, that's such a huge hit. Those three stars. Looking at the Nets now, they have all the role players in the world. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they go from here. But I I don't know. Kyrie talking bad about the Nets. It's not surprising. They didn't like him. He didn't like them. Harden's you know Harden's a little more, but it doesn't matter now. I I. The Nets before Kyrie, KD, and James Harden were a team built on role players who played hard, and Sean Marks built this team up from where it was after the Celtics trade that really destroyed them for a while. And I don't blame him. He did what he had to do. You do what you have to do in the NBA to win a championship and get star players. It's just totally on those big three. Those big three failed not being able to work together. All three of them should take responsibility, and they won't. They'll push on the Nets. But I'm excited to see what the Nets do looking forward because I really love those D'Lo, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie teams that were just hard-nosed basketball. And I'm excited to see them go back to it and see what they can build around going forward. Um, I don't need, You know what? Thinking back on these Nets teams in you know, the past couple years, I don't even consider it a big three. I talked to Truett about this recently. I mean, James Harden was there. I, I don't even 
I didn't even really consider him part of that like whole okay let's bring stars to the nets you know it, it was always always from the jump Katie and Kyrie you know James Harden came for a small stint because he requested a trade but he, he never he never really wanted to be there um, you know injuries really hurt them I mean early on neither Kyrie nor Katie were playing from the jump um, you know so you have injuries you have you know Harden who wasn't even really there for most of the time you know you know, down the stretch, I think what really hurt Kyrie is he just he kind of struggles with being something part of something bigger than himself. You know, I'm not texting, I'm not um criticizing his, criticizing his character, saying he's selfish, but you know, there's a lot of things that you know he stays true to what he wants and what he believes in, which is not a bad thing. But you know, when you're part of something, an organization like that, there's going to be tension at times, and um, you know, who knows if he handled it well? I don't, you know. Some may say no, some might say he did okay, but, you know, a lot of what he did was just pretty pretty disappointing, and, you know, the organization did the best that they could. Could they have just given him a normal deal without the implications of, you know, games he had to play and just roll the dice on him? Sure, but, you know, that was up to the organization, and, you know, that's going to upset some guys, but, you know, ultimately both sides stuck to their guns, and we saw the aftermath of that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... I think it's well said. It's it's. I don't know. I think the Nets are are gonna be. They've kind of come full circle. They're back to mm-hmm. that that D-Lo type team, but now they just you know. Dude, I have the roster pulled up. This roster is actually sick. I, I actually <laughs> yeah. they have a duo. Yeah. Before you say that, they um I saw on Twitter today, they rejected an offer. It was, teams were offering two first round picks for Dorian, before the deadline, and they rejected it. I miss you, Doe. But, dude, <laughs> look at this. You have Nick Claxton, Depoy this year. Mikel Bridges should have won Depoy, arguably should have won it last year. Dorian Finney-Smith, great defender. Royce O'Neal, great defender. You have your shooters. Cam Johnson, Joe Harris, Seth Curry. Dinwiddie's a playmaker. Patty Mills can playmake. You're still Ben Simmons on the team. And Cam Thomas. Yuta's a shooter. Yuta's yeah. a shooter, too. Yuta, uh-huh. oh, my goodness. This is, yeah. this is a good team. I... You know, they're looking solid. at the playoff pick, they're going to make the playoffs, I think. I think they're yeah. going to make the playoffs, yeah, for sure. They might be a play-in now, but they'll I would love playoffs. to see what happens I, in that play-in. Like, who's love the guy? S- like, how do they work? Like, I would I'd love to see this. I would not want to face this team in a seven-game series. Because they might hold teams people to are under, get, like, People are getting clamped by this team. Yeah. They're going to take, yeah. 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 take some time to get to figure out what lineups work best and who works on the oh, floor totally, good. totally, This team is sick, though. James Vaughn, the coach the other day, was saying, like, we got to figure out What's the best line to make Ben Simmons look good? Because Ben Simmons only like thirteen points the other day against yeah. the Knicks, thirteen minutes against the Knicks the other day. So like, I'm curious to see what they put together because they're they're a very deep team. This this team is awesome, awesome. Yeah. I think they're going to be, you know, you talk about teams that are a star away. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> look at the Nets, right? <laughs> I feel like they had a couple of those. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right, we we have a a slew. Of three team, four team trades. I somebody just let's let's go Lakers. Let, let's let's start yeah, with off true. Sure. Let's go. The one I did not one? want to start with. <laughs> which which one? one? There's multiple. There's the you Thomas Bryant one, one, and then there's the you know which one. We're the only one that really about. matters. Well, I, they lost Thomas Bryant. I mean, that's <laughs> okay. So the Lakers received D'Angelo Russell. Welcome back, Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, T Wolves, Mike Conley, Alexander Walker. Uh, three first, uh, excuse me, three second round picks, and then the Jazz received former MVP Russell Westbrook, Juan Descano Anderson, Damian Jones, and a 2027 first round pick. 
I believe the Jazz are expected to cut Russell Westbrook. I don't see why any world where that doesn't happen, considering the history between those two parties. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm going to try and be an, as unbiased as possible here. I think it was a great move for the Lakers. Um, you bring in D'Lo, who it lacks the – not completely, but lacks – the volatility that Westbrook has, he's still he's, he has his up days, his down days. Uh, but I think getting Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt has already paid huge dividends. I don't really see, I don't really get why the T Wolves and Jazz did this. To be honest, I don't really understand why getting rid of three role players when you're the T Wolves for a couple seconds and Mike Conley makes sense. And then I don't even know why the Jazz are involved in this besides getting a first round pick. And getting off of um, Mike Conley, but well, yeah, you know we saw this past summer that the Timberwolves don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> no, that's for one. Um, you know, I think this just makes the Lakers a more well-rounded, more of a well-rounded team. I mean, they had a lot of question marks this year. You know, they were starting with Beverly and Sh- and Schroeder at times together. Like their their lineups were were wonky. They had Beverly. You can't win games when you're consistently having a lot of minutes on the floor with Beverly and Westbrook together. I'm sorry. It's just not going to work. You're getting yeah. bricks from both sides. <laughs> so, you know, not I know there's, you know, some fans, a lot of Lakers fans out there that take things to heart, but, you know, now you actually do have a chance at the play-in. I mean, I didn't think you had a chance at the play-in initially, but now you have a shot. Um, will, will I Do I think you're going to go far in the playoffs? No. But, hey, you know, can always try, and I think they did a good job. Um, the trade deadline, I think they definitely did a good job. Mo Bamba, too, on yeah, that roster we'll now. He could shoot for sure. Anyways, yeah. sorry, don't want to move on, but yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see in a vacuum. In a vacuum, Mike Conley, I think, fits the Jazz better than D'Lo did. I think the I think, no, sorry, the uh, T Wolves. I think the T Wolves were done with D'Lo. There was just too much problems with him year after year. They wanted a fresh start there. I think Mike Conley, if he can do what he did with the Jazz last year, could be a key piece of that team to, to provide offense and provide playmaking for Ant and the rest of the guys on the team. When healthy, the lineup's not bad. They're 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 comp- they're an eighth seed right now. They're competing for. They're probably a playing team. Like let's just be realistic with them. They're going to still end the playing spot. Maybe they can get a eight seed. I don't know. Laker wise. I love D'Lo since the time of his Nets. He hasn't played as well with the T-Wolves, but I'm hoping he can resurrect his career with the Lakers. Curious to see how that combination works with what lineups they bring out there with him. What do they put around him on times? The other role players definitely helped the Lakers more because Lakers were problems with all those aspects. I think my biggest thing is I'm curious to see where Russell Westbrook ends up. When he gets cut, where is he going? I saw a rumor he's going to the Bulls. I was yeah. like, please no. Why? Why would that happen? There's a big rumor <laughs> that I I like and I really don't like for the Clippers. Apparently, Paul George is heavily recruiting him. I love that. They don't have a I love that card. for Russ. You hate but that. I so strongly dislike the Clippers. But I love that if that means Russ is going to get a ring and actually be valued by a team. I um, think it's a good fit. They just brought in Bones Highland, too. They're solid. Clippers, I think it's a good fit for sure. It's a great yeah. fit, and I would love to see that happen just because it would create such turmoil in Truett's mind. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of amazing how you go from 
like if you look at the T Wolves, <laughs> first over well Kevin Love for the first overall pick, Andrew Wiggins, D'Lo, Mike Conley. You pretty much traded away prime Kevin Love for Mike Conley. That's the in, way it goes. Incompetency. I yeah, mean, you know, really. I mean, listen, Timberwolves don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're trying to recreate what the Jazz had. I mean, I'm not saying that Anthony Edwards is comparable to Donovan Mitchell, but you got Rudy Gobert, you got Mike Connolly, you, gotta, you have a scoring shooting guard. Maybe they're like, ooh, it worked for them God, in the regular season. Let's try again. You know what I mean? Minnesota Jazz. Interesting. And just to address Sean's point about the Lakers um, and fixing a lot of the problems they had, I think with this you get people that can space the floor because God knows they didn't have that. I think Jordan was mentioning – Beverly and Westbrook has your backcourt. No spacing for LeBron or AD. Malik Beasley, D'Lo, and Vanderbilt, I believe, all shoot like over 35% from three. And then you guys, you have guys that can go get your shot, go get their own shot, which, I mean, you, you, you get every now and then from Russ. You're not getting from Beverly. You get every now and then from Schroeder. That, that's, that's about it. There was really no Austin one else. Reeves? Austin Reeves, but he was injured for a lot. Yeah. Um, Lonnie Walker was injured a lot. So you really just put a lot of pressure on LeBron and AD. So um, this – I'll never understand why they broke up that team that won in 2020, but this seems more like that 2020 team. Role players that can space the floor around LeBron and AD. Rob Polinka is – you're fixing some mistakes. I but. feel like LeBron got what he's been asking for this entire time. I feel like all these excuses are on this team. I don't know. I feel like they now have, they now have people around them that they have talent enough to make that a you run. you can trust. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> trusting Patrick Beverly to go out and get his own shot. So are you saying LeBron just wanted to get rid of Westbrook? <laughs> yes. No. no. I think LeBron wanted to people around him. And yeah. I think we all knew this. Like As I said earlier, the only, the only way the Lakers make it make a run is you getting rid of Russ just yeah. because of his contract, the size of the thing. Like you got to get other guys. It wasn't a personal thing. It was a contract thing. Yeah, and that's what needed to happen. I think this is going to open it up a lot more for AD, and I, I'm excited to see how he plays because now he can play the four. Jared Vanderbilt's the five. Well, let's get that. into the, the trade that Jordan yeah. alluded to with uh, Thomas Bryant to the Nuggets, Bamba, Davon yeah. Reed second to the Lakers, Bones to the Clippers, and then bye bye Beverly to the Magic. Um, Bever- pretty good haul for just getting rid of Beverly and Thomas Bryant. I still have no idea why. The Lakers ever had Pat Bev on their team? It just—it doesn't make any sense. He got that dog in him for sure. They bought into that very small sample size hype that he had with the T Wolves. Yeah, he gets really excited about winning playing games. That's exactly what the Lakers need. Oh, oh, yeah, maybe that was their. Thing. And I just want to mention they took a huge risk by just that paid off, but they just assumed that Beverly and Russ could be okay together in the locker room. Like those are two egotistical, aggressive chippy dudes that hated hated each other and they're like even regardless of of on-court production they're like you know what let's just see if this works in the locker room somehow it did they said they like spent christmas together or something which is wild (laughs) but you took a huge risk that you just didn't blow up your entire locker room by doing that so i i'll double down on what you said i don't know why they got beverly either interesting man was a walking brick (laughs) mo bama's gonna be good for them i'm excited I think, you know, AD with this, this new team, I think he's really going to be able to flourish. Vanderbilt help him so much defensively. He'll probably – AD's going to be at the four now. I think that's going to open up a lot of things. You have a good shooter, Malik Beasley. People forget, two years ago he was averaging 20 a night. 
for the T-Wolves. Dude dude can score a little bit. Um, and then D'Lo, who I think with LeBron and AD, he's going to be able to play make. It's going to be a lot better for him than passing to Rudy Gobert and the big purr cat. Um, you know, Lakers, definitely a play-in team, but it, it's going to be interesting. You know, if LeBron and AD are each giving you 40 a night, you don't want to play this team in the playoffs. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I'm not entirely sure the volume, um, but I think Mobamba actually stretches the floor out even a little bit more. He's shooting 40% from three. There we go. Yeah. 39.8% from three this season. Bev wasn't doing that. Thomas Bryant <laughs> was taking pull-up threes in the time of transition. Clanking them. Sometimes didn't even hit the rim. Okay, he's averaging three. Gave him that green light. Three threes attempted per game. That's on thirty nine point eight percent. That's a Mo Bamba. It just has to be respectable. Dude's wingspan is like nine feet for a center. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just a little bit of that is just so much needed. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think the Lakers did a pretty good job. They're they're not like doesn't make them like dangerous, but you know they got better. <laughs> yeah. Magic gets rid of one of their eight centers on the roster. <laughs> Can we talk about the Knicks? Josh Hart? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think we were – I used to, I was in the building for the uh, entire Knicks team there when Jalen Brunson's retirement speech and Josh Hart reuniting a couple of former Villanova players in New York. Square f- Jalen Brunson dropped 40 yesterday. Uh, there you go. Josh Hart, 27. I don't know. I love this Knicks team. The fight, Jalen Brunson's just playing out mm-hmm. of his mind right now. It's ridiculous. All star. How? I love it. How is he not initially an all star man? Ridiculous. Come on. Uh, resident Knicks fan right here. Well, two guys that are kind of Knicks fans in a way. Um, thoughts on this team now? Um, I really, really, really like this team. Um, you know. I had a lot of question marks just the past couple years. I, you know, who's supposed to be our all star and Julius Randle? I never liked. Um, I never. I'm not really a fan of his game. Um, but I think the addition of Jalen Brunson has just kind of really tied this thing together. Just what he's done, not even statistically, but just how he kind of runs the show in a way down the stretch, just controlling the ball, controlling the pace, getting inside, making sure we get a good look, things like that. Because, you know, Randall doesn't take the the best looks. Ba- ba- RJ Barrett does not take the best looks. So it's just nice to have a level-headed person on the court. You know, I mean, IQ, you know, he, he goes a little nuts sometimes. So it's good to have somebody that's very, very level-headed on the court running our, running our offense. Um, and then the addition of Josh Hart, unbelievable. I mean, uh, just exactly, exactly what we needed. I mean, he is just—he is just energy. He's such a good player. I'm obsessed with Josh Hart on the court, um, and uh, I think he pairs really, really well with all these, um, all these players. And, and again, another another person that's not gonna—he's gonna be level-headed. He's gonna be consistent. He's gonna give you what you need. And you know, I, I mean, a little bit of a plug, but two Villanova guys just goes to say, you know. <laughs> It really does. I think Villanova in general is just. I think the NBA started to realize how a Villanova education and at least in that aspect of on the basketball court together just produces these guys who just have play so fundamentally sound, play the game the right way, don't get rattled ever, and just find a way to get in the paint and play make. It's just so much fun to watch. Jalen Brunson doing the things he did in college 
with his back down, his post moves. Like I just love it. I love it. One last thing on the Knicks is that Jericho Sims will be winning the dunk contest. Mark my words. I'm pretty sure he's in it. That's, like, that's a good. It. Yeah, it's it's I, a good take. I find it very sad that <sighs> this might be a biased thing that we couldn't get Arch Brunson and, and Hart on the same team. Imagine so close, man. Yeah. They had to trade him away, unfortunately. Yeah, which like I don't get because. The Blazers Arch is kind of a bum Like in the <laughs> NBA So like I don't get why He was needed in that trade uh, It was 100% salary match There's no way That's the yeah, only it had reason to be, there, right? There's no way The Trailblazers I mean, said We want him Out of all your players He's not no making anything either Right He's, he's definitely He's probably definitely great In <laughs> the locker room And in practice bill. And everything But um, It had to have been A salary match Because No yeah. this, uh, remi- this reminds me Of the shortened season uh, Knicks team When they were the four seed Oh, that's right. They're just dogs, you know, playing. Right. I I love the I I think the energy with this Knicks team is going to be able to carry them. Ryan you know? Arch is making two point one million this year. Well, good for him, man. Shout out to him. Get your bag. Get but your bag. I, I think you know they're they're a good team now. They're a good team. Maybe uh, you play use hard. some of that money to invest in a, a, a personal trainer for your brother or something like that. Teach okay. him. Okay, he's made ten million in his career. Wow, crazy. Um, another Wildcat. On the move, I think it's a head scratcher for a lot of people. Sadiq Bay to the Hawks, um, some other pieces in there, but notably Gary Payton goes back to the Warriors, and then Wiseman going to the Pistons. Which, when you have Jalen Duran, I don't, I don't really get it. Sadiq Bay was really good for the Pistons. I really don't get this move at all. I don't understand why other teams, you know, seeing this, why like an actual contender didn't go out and try and get Sadiq Bay. Yeah, because personally. Would have loved him on the Mavs. I think it would have been a great fit. But why? Why did they move him? Why did the Pistons move him? He's part of their young core with Ivy, Cade. You know, he's part of that. Durin. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah true. It, it's it's a head scratcher for me too. I I don't understand this one. I think the only team that this trade makes zero sense for. You talked about it already. It's the Pistons. Yeah. What, it makes zero sense. <laughs> I mean, to to get Wiseman, like why? <laughs> They just lost Why? lost Sadiq for Wiseman. It essentially. makes no sense. I mean, I love the trade for the Hawks. I think Sadiq would be a great fit there. Um, and then was Gary was Gary Payne in that one or was yeah. it a different? This, one? That yeah. was one of Back my favorite moves. I love the homecoming. I love favorite the homecoming. Yeah. I was I almost cried. It was very. I mean, that's just a feel good moment for for them. A lot of reunions. He, he fits cool. in that team yeah. so well. But the, there was like a defensive. rumor that it was gonna get. Um, he's like injury problems because of the failed physical yeah. injury. But they worked it out, thankfully. They worked yeah, they it worked out? it out. Yeah, okay. so it went through. Uh, maybe they just they maybe they just wanted it for the Warriors. They're like, you know, what? we'll do this trade for you. Yeah, make it feel yourselves feel good because there's no other logical reasons for the Pistons. That that's just really really doesn't make doesn't make sense at all. And Gary Payton got his bag too before this this year, so he's getting paid now finally. And yeah, now. probably back on and the team he wants. And to he's be back on yeah. the Warriors. Yeah, it's good for him. His it defense is just gonna be huge in the playoffs. Yeah. Like he can guard a lot of positions. He's versatile. He gives the Warriors an extra dimension that they were kind of lacking at points this year. I think we talked about, especially at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. how bad their defense was, and it's turned around a little bit. But I think Gary Payton will just further help cement the defense, especially coming into the playoffs. And, and I, I think it's good. Um, I think James Wiseman needed a new a change of scenery. Yeah. That, that experiment really didn't didn't go well at all. Um, which 
I remember like when they got that second pick because Curry was out that whole year, and I was like, oh, my God, of course the Warriors get the second overall pick or whatever pick Wiseman was taking it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like – I mean, it, it's I, – I don't – I can't tell you why. I mean, injury – like, why is Wiseman not good? <laughs> I, I just – honestly, I think it's mentality. Yeah. You can see the way he moves on the floor. He's not really assertive. He's supposed to be a center. He's seven feet tall, and he's uh, he's shying away from contact. He's fading away. He just doesn't really look like he wants it as much. Um, you know, maybe it's injuries. It's it's holding him back. It's you know, we saw with the back injury. I think it's mental, but also the back injury did to Ben Simmons. He doesn't look very assertive anymore either. Um, you know, that takes a toll on, on the body, but also mentally. So hopefully James Wiseman figures it out. Um, it seems like the Pistons is the destination spot for failed number two picks, as they also got Marvin Bagley <laughs> recently. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the the Marvin Bagley-James Wiseman duo, that's going to be very interesting to see how they <laughs> see how they pan out because they were both supposed to be studs. So, um yeah, I mean, really interesting uh, situation. Yeah, why are they that? getting centers now? It's just the Warriors also got three future seconds in this trade as well. Why were why were second round picks just <laughs> traded around like a bag of cash? In this one, in this one too, the Blazers got five future seconds. Yeah, and, f- and Fortnite boy, Mr. Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. Where was Kevin Knox? Who, 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 who had him? I guess he was on the Hawks. He had to be on the Hawks then, right? Oh, yeah. He was in the yeah. Cam Registry last year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good for him. Mm. <laughs> the Knicks and failed lottery league. picks. <laughs> Sorry, um, Jordan. Jakob Pertl back to the Raptors. Love he, this. He dropped like 30 the other day, which is crazy. 30. He went 15 of 17 from the field, nine boards, six blocks. No Raptors ever put up a stat line like that ever. That his first game. Come on now. He's so solid. So so solid, um, and I, you know what? Not even statistics, uh, stats wise, but defensively, and how this team can run with him on the floor. You know, I saw a thing. I can't take all the credit for this. I saw a thing earlier on this, and and it kind of put things into perspective. You know, a guy like that, it's not just about what he can do for himself, but the pressure he relieves off the other guys. We don't have to see Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam trying to, you know. Con- um, get rid of all their energy trying to box out the other team's center. You have Jakob Pertl, you're You allow um, Barnes and Siakam to kind of do their wing duties. Um, and defensively, it just makes them that much scarier because they have that um, interior anchor now to go along all the length that they had already. Um, so I think that was just a really, really good pickup for them going down the stretch through the All-Star break. You guys think the Raptors could uh, could still sneak in? No. You think they're out? They're, in a, they're, they're out. still in a play-in right now. They're the nine seed. It's very, very tight. Um, the the I, guess you, I mean, I think you know what? I think they'll still make. I'll st- I think they'll make the play in. They'll still make the yeah. play in because you look at the guys under them, and the Pistons are not going to do anything. The Hornets have been <laughs> disgraceful. Um, the Magic are still just trying to figure things out. I definitely think the Raptors are better than the Magic. The Raptors have an All Star. Um, the Pacers, um, they still have Halliburton, but I don't, I'm not too sure. But the Bulls have been shockingly bad. Mm-hmm. So. I, I definitely think it mix it up. You can mix that up a little bit, but I think they still make the play in. The, 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 like the polar opposites of East versus West. The East has, in this playing game situation, the East has eight teams and eight solid teams that actually could go out and compete and win games in this playoff series. 9-10 through 15 is just complete garbage. <laughs> complete garbage teams who should not be playing in a playing game and will get absolutely smoked in a playing game. That's what's going to happen. Meanwhile, that's Western Conference, you're actually have com- competitive playing games because all these teams 
could be competing for this last spot. So mediocre. Yeah, it's a bunch of mediocre teams there. The East just trash, trash below eight. I, I just yeah. I can't figure out the one we said this last week. The one team we thought was going to make a deal, well, the two teams, Raptors and the Bulls. Yeah, and the Bulls didn't do anything because they're because they're a game out of playing game. That's the problem. It's a false sense of we want a playoff game. It just doesn't make any sense for a team like that not to do anything. Money, but Jordan, I think you hit the nail on the head. The Raptors defensively, OG, Siakam, Scotty Barnes, now Jakob, they're going to be, you know, that's a tough matchup. That's a really tough matchup. And we'll see. The Nets obviously aren't going to, they're not going to finish as the five seed. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen. That, that last, you know, those last two spots, the five, six, we'll probably see the Heat jump up. But, you know, we got the Knicks, Raptors, the Hawks are going to be competitive too. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. I'm surprised the Heat, the Heat didn't make a deal. Um, maybe they pick up Russ. Who knows? But I'm I'm very, very surprised the Heat didn't try to do something during the tra- trade deadline. Trade away Lowry or something. I what don't was know. It, like, they, they gave away Dwayne Deadman or something like that. That was, <laughs> that was it. Oh, that One thing for certain, though, about the, about the Spurs <laughs> is the, the Wemby tank is on. Yeah. Is, yeah. That was like yeah. that was their best player kind of at that point. I love the it win. for him. I love yeah. it for him. Wembenyaba in, uh, in San Antonio would be. I'd like to thank the uh, Thunder for training us Mike Muscala, who came in, who had second most minutes last night against his Bucks team. He's a big guy. I'm really excited for him on the Celtics. We were talking about this before the show, and I, I like Mike Muscala a lot. I just This doesn't move the needle in no. any direction whatsoever. Oh, I Mike. love it. He gives, he gives backup center help. I don't know. He played well last year. I mean, look. I mean, you saw the, the LeBron. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people don't watch every game, but I'm sure a lot of people tuned into the LeBron game when he broke the record. And Mike Muscala was yeah. he was yeah. stro- he was stroking that thing for sure. He it was close. definitely, definitely stroking that thing, and he was making a lot of threes. So. Dude, dude hit four threes for the first time in his career. I love I the mean, Wow. I mean, the, he, he looked really, really good that day. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're playing the Lakers, though. They're, it's not It's not too much of a challenge there. Yeah, I mean, he was it's wide open. Just <laughs> they don't play defense, but they were just focused on the offensive end. They might play sure defense now. LeBron. Yeah, might play some defense now. Scala gone. You know, underrated part. Suns. You know, people aren't talking. Suns got Darius Baisley. <laughs> it's huge. Oh yeah, that's where they role so, players. So yeah. yeah, for them gave up Sarge. Oh. Second round and, and some cash. <laughs> the Thunder love cash. that. Cash is king. So they to give that up for Darius Baisley? Are you kidding me? Athleticism, baby. Defense. <laughs> wow. where's, where's the defense? They gave you Dario for. Sarge and a bag of chips for Baisley. Wow. What a bag what a great trade crazy. for both parties. Bag of chips is crazy. <laughs> Any other trade deadline stuff we want, want to talk about? I mean, Bruno Fernando. No. <laughs> Uh, what else? No, no, I definitely have something. Um, Kessler what's it called? How ironic is it that John Wall is going back to the Rockets? No. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad that Eric Gordon got to the Clippers. Yeah, That's good, good for him. We gotta talk um, about the Clippers. Yeah, Bones Highlands also the Clippers. Clippers. So why, why did Bones get traded? Like I, they really, I don't know. There was a locker room rift. I remember one game, the Nuggets lost like a tough game, and, and Bones stormed out of the locker room or something, and then. He didn't fly with the team. They made him fly commercial, which is, in my opinion, that's so crappy as an organization to do yeah. that to a guy, especially a youngin like Bones. And then since then, he's been feuding with Mike Malone. So he, you know, the writing was on the table. It's unfortunate. It's a shame because he lost his dog in Denver. He's never going to be able to find it. I, <laughs> I just can't. What was it? Two seconds? The Clippers gave it wasn't up for much. him. Something like that. It was. Um, it wasn't much at all. Um. 
in that trade, to, they yeah, received. Um, what would they? They received oh, bones and gave up. I don't even know it was Davon. I don't even know where Davon Reed was before. So they gave up lot. cash yeah. considerations, really. And the Nuggets just got Thomas Bryant. So I mean, yeah, I I really like the way Bones plays. I think he plays hard, and he's he's just a scorer on offense. He terrible on defense. We'll yeah, keep, we'll keep it a buck. He's yeah. bad at defense. So Canard's out of there, replaced with Eric Gordon. Like That's that. gotta be an upgrade. Eric Gordon can at least find his own shot, and he's got more years of reliability. And defensively, and you yeah, get three future seconds defense. in that. Nuggets get Thomas Bryant too. John you know Walton he's gonna be out. Energizer. Buddy. Reggie Jackson also off that, which is yeah not super surprising, but he had a couple very good first years in in L.A. Yeah, this season he's he's been really struggling though, but you know they're gonna rely more on my boy Norm. I think um, I think <laughs> we're all, Norman. I think we're all missing the highlight of that trade, and it's the uh, final downfall <laughs> of DeAndre Jordan as Thomas Bryant is taking away all his oh. minutes. Oh no! This is sad. No. It's kind of the end of an era for him. Rest in peace. But hey, Blake Griffin is Blake Griffin yeah, still getting minutes somehow. Well. So Lob City ain't done yet. Which one of the two of them will retire first? DeAndre's got to be done after this year, right? DeAndre's got to. He's got to be done after this year. Mr. He's he's really tragic to watch. First All Team. What was it? Was he? He was. He was uh, first Team All NBA one year. <laughs> Chris Paul made reason. him first. It was all yeah, Chris, was Paul. Chris Paul. You cannot be first Team All NBA. The way. No way. The dude <laughs> shot seventy five percent from the field. So. Because every, dunks, every shot was a lob. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing besides dunks. dunks. I don't think he can make anything besides dunks. You ever see a treat, tried to see him do a hook shot? I think I think Liam's hook shot is better than DeAndre Jordan's. <laughs> I have a nice hook shot. But the real winner in this four-team trade is the Magic. You know, you got Pat Bev. Oh, cool. Okay. You got Pat Bev. Here's a trade Why are the Magic doing this, though? They just gave up Mo Bamba and got Pat Bev. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. For the Pelicans, who... I don't know where they are in the standings. I know they, they seven, were like first, right. and then you know Zion's been out, and they've, they've tumbled a little a bit. But game loss. I don't, I don't really get why you give up Devontae Graham in four. That's right. I said four seconds for bummy Josh Richardson. <sighs> Josh Richardson, man. I don't know if it makes sense. He's always uh, – we traded him for Seth Curry, and <laughs> I, I remember that day I was furious, and then he wasn't on the team the next year. <laughs> <laughs> Curry's still balling. I don't think it's the worst trade <laughs> in the world. It just doesn't make sense. Like, why? Why do they need Josh Richardson for? You're gonna send all those picks away. It's not. They didn't use Devontae Graham a whole lot, but like, what? There's, there's really no need for that trade. I think they just wanted to do something. <laughs> like seriously, like, oh, maybe we're bored. We should do something. The trade deadline. Cause I, like yeah. seriously, I mean, they're they're bored because they have no Zion. Which, honestly, I don't I don't think he should have started the All Star game, but that's that's a tangent that we don't have to go down. I agree. We don't we we don't have to go down that tangent, but I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. Anyways, team, guys, Lo- team Laurie Markinen and Sabonis. You guys want your NBA trivia question? I yeah. think that's all the trades, unless you want to talk about Kessler Edwards for yeah. the next seventeen. <laughs> 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 Can we talk about Bruno Fernando and Garrison Matthews? Nope. Or no, nope, okay. please no. We're not doing that. I want to talk about Villanova after this. We got some fun stuff. Mm. All right. How many? So, one second. Eight NBA players have won at least two MVPs and at least three NBA Finals. Can you name the eight players? Oh, who's LeBron that? Jordan. We'll, we'll go with yeah. LeBron, Jordan. Well, Michael yep. Jordan, LeBron. Yeah. Larry Bird. Yep. 
Um, Duncan? Two MVPs. Yep. In, was it two MVPs in three finals? At least, yeah. How many MVPs does Kobe have? One? No, he's he has one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Steven Nash. You have four of the eight. Uh, uh, Billy Um. Billy Um Russ. Billy Um Russell. Bill Russell. Did yeah. we talk about Magic yet? Is he on there? Is Magic on there? Yep. No, there we go. Magic Johnson. Kareem? Yep. Um, what are we missing? Two? I think Will only won one. Yeah. Hakeem won two. But he didn't win, he didn't win he three won, chips, yeah. though. Shaq? No, he only... Wait, 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 wait. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph Curry. Yeah. How many MVPs does Shaq have? I don't know. Hey, uh, uh, MVPs? One. I guess it's... What well, it gotta be? Oh, can't, it has to be one then. One, yeah, it has to yeah. be one then. Yeah. Yeah, Shaq only has one. Wow. Which makes sense actually. Now that thinking back on it. Nineteen ninety two thousand. AI got plays, one, bro. Everybody kind of got like one. Yeah. In that in that time period, AI got one. He Except got for one. Steve so, Nash. Well, Steve Nash got two. Uh huh. Still one from Kobe. Mm hmm. Pretty funny. That's nuts. Pretty Not even funny. still one from Kobe. There was like four guys. <laughs> no, that was a lot over him. Everybody likes to say Kobe just because you know, Kobe's that dude, but. Yeah, a lot of people could have won it that year, for sure. Villanova basketball. Yeah. Talk to us, Rank. Three straight wins. Grinding back to 500. <laughs> is, that, is that the longest winning streak of the season? It's got to be, right? Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. There were three not great teams, but we have five straight quad one games coming up. Huge. Let's win them all. We go 5-0, and oh, we're a tournament team. You think so? We go 4-1, yeah. and one, we're okay, on the bubble. Well, we're not going 5-0, and oh, but... We could... Yeah, we could. We could. Um, shout out Brand Slater for an absolute monstrous oh, that, dunk last that night. That poster was sick. My God. And Cam Whitmore for playing great defense recently. Yeah. On on the flip side, you know, um, Jordan Alvarado is a um, is a practice yes. player for the women's team. We got to give the women's team a huge shout out. Shout out Maddie Segris. Yeah. Wow. Fifty burger. Fifty bomb. Yeah. She she set so many records that came. It was actually. It was in, it was crazy to watch. It was like possession after possession. They were announcing a different record. Um, she's now the leading scorer in um, women's Big East history. She has the record for single game scoring for both Villanova women's and Big East women's um, single game. Uh, she she has like a thousand rebounds now. Um, she's still the leading scorer in women's basketball. I mean, it's it's scary. I mean, it all starts with her, and she's she's a freak. But listen, the team as a whole has have been playing so so well. Um, they just deserve all the credit and the attention. Um, they're now 14th in the country this week. Um, wow. They haven't. F- this is a, this is a fact that um, even surprised me. Even though I pay attention to every single game, um, the only game. They they have uh, lost. They lost to UConn on January 29th by five. We have a uh, redemption this Saturday at home. Everybody try to make it to the fin. Um, but the only that was the only game they lost since December 18th. That's crazy. That's wow. nuts. And for some reason, ESPN will not uh, include Maddie Seacrest on a short list for. National, National player, player of the year. Are you it's serious? Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They gave they gave her they gave her honorable mention. Yep. Seven twenty nine. What a joke. ESPN hates the Big East. What a they joke. Do. Ridiculous. They do hate the Big East. I will never forget last year there was like there was a comment that somebody said when Justin Moore went down that Jordan Longino would have to step up. Mike, he's been out for this entire year. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember that. that. National television. I remember that. Yeah. I was yeah. so pissed off. Ridiculous. They don't give a. Sh- they don't. Oh, whatever. But kind of. Yeah. I mean, twenty-two and four. They play tonight at seven against St. John's. Um, 
and if we'll we're, most likely get that dogs. win. And then we got we have redemptions against uh, UConn on Saturday at home. So. I'm excited if they, for if that. If they get a top four seed, we get home home tournament games. Oh, you're right. I think you know what they released the the I don't. We I'm were not, they I, were the last 16, four seed right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. They, right now they're a four seed. So. Oh, let's go, dude. Yeah. If, if they beat UConn, they're jumping up to a three or oh, two. They're, yeah. Oh, they're jumping. If they yeah. beat yeah. UConn, UConn Saturday. Yeah. So I mean, hey. It could happen, and that would be electric. So home fin, biggies, uh, no, not biggies, but uh, NCAA tournament games. Yeah. And if you don't pack electric. that, you, if you don't pack that, you just don't like basketball. That's, that's bottom that's line. Facts. That's facts. And yeah, I gotta say, I've watched a good amount of the women's games this year. They play like dogs. Yeah. They play like dogs. I mean, Maddie's Maddie's their score, but everybody else on the court. They got their shooters. They got their playmakers. I love the way they rebound too and play defense. They get after it. Listen, I'll tell you. Uh, they are very, very frustrating to play <laughs> because I mean they're just so solid, you know, from top to bottom. Um, they just have a lot of lot of different weapons, whether it be playmaking and shooting and defending and grit. Like just they just have they're very, very complete. What makes it hard because they don't they they tend not to beat themselves, which is which is very hard to say for a lot of teams. So um, huge huge kudos to them and um, excited to finish out the season. Alrighty. Anything else Villanova related? No. Any Bur- trivia? You got your two trivia questions today. Two trivia? How about birthdays? Yeah, come on, Liam. Okay. Um, born in nineteen sixty four today. Mr. Mark Price. Happy birthday. Wow. You guys remember Mark Price, yeah, right? Shooter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We also got um Russell Martin. Solid backup backup catcher his whole career. <laughs> and Russell um Martin. backup catcher. You like that? You like that? Uh who else we got? You know, it's it's a little little slow on birthdays today. I think Lizzo was born today, though. Was, well, I think it was Lizzo. Yeah, shout out maybe baseball. Megan Stallion, one one of the two. Pitchers and catchers reporting soon. Position players reporting a little later. Baseball season, spring training, starting back up to it. I know you're excited for this excited. season. I just saw Xander Bogarts in his new Padres gear, taking some swings. Really excited. Yeah, so they're all getting back there. It's spring's in the air. We're finally getting those cold weather and ready for some baseball. Excited! Yeah. It's gonna be my first beginning to end baseball season as a fan. Yeah, very excited. Happy and it's gonna be the you, season they win it all. So, well, we'll see Hopefully about not. that. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's gonna happen. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for watching, or excuse me, listening <laughs> as always to Fun in the Locker Room on Wednesdays. Thank you again, Jordan, for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure. Um, we just knew with all this news, we're like, we got to get him on here and uh, see what he's got to say. I appreciate that. Did not disappoint, as usual. Um, Make sure to go follow the Twitter, go to the YouTube, um, and mark your calendars because every Wednesday, you know, I don't care what you're doing. You know, I don't care if it's class. Drop what you're doing and listen to the show. So AirPods in class. Yeah. Yeah. Best way. Tune in. Tune in. Come on, live all your own. I mean, it's just class at the end of the day. You can always go to the next class. Yeah. So... uh, (laughs) But not on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. 89.1 FM WXVU, The Roar, signing off.